And it's the rookie from Nazareth coming up for his first punt of the season. And oh, he shanked it wide right, right into your lap. This is the drop King of Jesus Pokemon. End of that podcast. Start good podcast. I I want to hear your introduction. <laughs> like I want to hear you intro the drop kick me. Like not the not the thing that I need to edit into the theme tune for it. I mean, yeah. I want to hear you just or just a kind of a preamble. Yeah, like give us like okay. a proper stereotypical like as Abba. Uh, thank you for the music man rides behind on his bicycle again. <laughs> uh, I don't understand that reference. But we, I shall endeavour to... I have a theory that it's the same man who walks outside our house whenever uh, it's like 2am on a Friday night or something singing Abba, <laughs> thank you for the music. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'll do a preamble. Uh, hi. Welcome to Dropkick Me Jesus, uh, a strange little offshoot of our other podcast, Step Up a Lip, where we mostly discuss music, uh, probably other, you know, pop culture things, if they come up. If you ever want to join in with us, then we'll probably start posting on an account somewhere or mention any particular things that we're listening to or watching relevant to the next podcast, and you too can be booted into the the soft, gentle embrace of the Lord. Oh, wait. Jesus is doing the kicking. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. That wasn't anywhere near where I expected you to go with that, but I'm glad that you did it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Tom, and this is Sam. And, uh, we, well, if you missed the last episode, because I've not actually posted it yet, but as of the time of recording, but I will be posting it. Go, go listen to it if you've not. <laughs> um, we wrapped up Drug Church's Cheer and Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution self titled. And we also came up with the idea of what we were going to do this week. And what we did was we gave each other each an album to listen to. We're going to have a quick discussion about those two, and then we we decided to give a brand new album as well to listen to. Um, so, Sam, you recommended to me Pup's Morbid Stuff from 2019. Now, yes. I had an absolute blast with this album. I think the the tune and the instrumentals are very much what you'd expect from a sort of pop-punk uh, almost sort of garage band project at, at this point. They yeah. sound very raw, but yeah, in a like, good way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of one of the things that attracts me so much to put, mm. like, instrumentally. Like, it sounds raw. It sounds... I don't know. It's hard to find ways to describe it without uh, kind of making it sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, really weird, because um, yeah. I... I found that the album, like from a lyrics perspective as well, it was it was full of like sort of quite biting lyrics at times. Like in my favorite yeah. one is in the chorus of "Free at Last," where it says, uh, "Just because you're sad, it doesn't make you special at all." And I was like, <laughs> I adore this as a pop punk like 
yeah biting criticism it felt like i know that it was probably yeah. not meant like that but that's how i read into it and it's like yeah, most yeah. pop punk bands are about oh i'm sad and this is why you should listen to our music whereas pop were just like ah oh, fuck you just because you yeah, said it doesn't think, make you special i think one of the hallmarks of pop and their kind of sound is the lyrics and their kind of i'm gonna say abjectly depressing <laughs> kind of the the depressing picture that they paint um, <laughs> i love there's a there's a there's a kind of spoof music uh kind of newsletter article place uh called the hard times um, oh i love the hard times <laughs> that's a good, there's a great article that they do <laughs> the headlines like new pup album syncs up perfectly with man crying in shower <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the 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 lyrics are so kind of true to life and just yeah, very bleak in a kind of relatable way, I think. And uh, Stefan Babcock, who's the the rhythm guitarist and uh, kind of songwriter, lyricist for Pup, um, he said as well on this album. This was one of the only, one of the first times he's kind of tried writing from an, uh, an entirely kind of fictional perspective, mm-hmm. or at least having that kind of flavor on uh, Scorpion Hill, yes. which is one of my favorite songs on this album. Kind of a, a, a acoustic kind of intro that, you know, blends into this very kind of, um, you know, fast kind of, upbeat in a way um instrumental um but the lyrics are just yeah like bitingly sad and i think that's kind of it's a good example of a pup song and i think it's everything that they do best uh, yeah. but yeah this album is absolutely one of my favorites uh, i adore it yeah um I had a I had a bit of a shower thought while I was listening to this. By the way, I I know that it sounds huh? very very in, a bit like from the perspective of what we could potentially do with this uh, with this pod. I think when we give each other an album, we the other one should recommend whether or not they would listen to it. And the reason why is because oh, I, like I would one thousand percent recommend <laughs> listening to Morbid Stuff by Pulp. It'll make you feel a little bit sad, but also in a in like a nice way in a in a sense. I fucking I enjoy I enjoyed it a yeah. lot. Um, I I would also recommend their previous two full lengths. They've just got an EP that's came out very recently that we mentioned last week. Yeah. Uh, this place took that. But yeah, their two albums before that, I think the 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 first one was just a self titled, I think. Mm. And the second one uh, I can't I can't remember the name of it. Uh it's a kind of sad, hopeless name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're a they're a fantastic band. They're I think their best work is still yet to come. Uh, I cannot recommend it. Yeah. Um, I gave you the album of Blossom Deluxe to listen to. So this one is also kind of a new album in in a sense in that three of the tracks, uh, which are Battlefield, Fire, and oh, I can't remember which one the, the 12th one is, but... Yeah, the the rest of the album from Juggernauts to I Hate You is is 
the original 2015 album. What were your thoughts, Sam? Um, I enjoyed this album. Um, I have heard bits of um, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes before. The only album that I've heard of theirs is The End of Suffering. Um, and it is very interesting listening to, to those two kind of side by side. I mm. did listen to The End of Suffering after having listened to this a few times, just because it is quite an interesting, um, you know, change. It is a blistering album. The, the, the instrumentals are very kind of, you know, kind of punk, a bit of hardcore, you know, kind of punk, melodic, hardcore, that kind of thing, quite kind of, frenetic and um in a in a sense like a lot of this album felt and i don't know whether it's just kind of frank carter's vocals which um you know do invoke that same kind of feeling in it it's it feels very british in a way that i can't really put my finger on no Uh, i i i fully understand that as well just kind of in its in the you know how it sounds and the tones and but yeah, it is it is very fun to listen to, I think. Um and kind of similar to the pup album, uh, Morbid Stuff, in that, you know, a lot of the lyrical content is a bit dark. I think most of the time with Frank Carter, the the music kind of follows in kind. It's you know, if the lyrics are a bit darker, there tends to be a bit more of a kind of darker, more somber flavour to the music. Um, which I think works quite well on this album. Um, there are still the kind of, you know, barn burners. Um, I mean, the, like as an album opener, Juggernaut is up there. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. It, it's a good pace to start the album off at. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think once you, if I had to pick things to, kind of critique about it i think it can be kind of one note mm. in terms of the songwriting and kind of the the sounds that they use and like the the tones and instrumentals but all of the all of the songs even within that are quite engaging just in like you know how uh kind of i guess raw in a way they all sound it's all quite immediate and punchy and i think that makes up for any you know any of the points in the album where it starts to feel a little stale yeah um kind of instrumentally um i yeah i do i do think it is it does get a bit old to a degree towards the middle of the album and then i think especially the bonus tracks actually i think they pick it up quite well and that last track on it can't remember the name now um I don't know, but uh, that was my favourite one. That was my favourite song on the album, probably. Uh, Yeah, I I do have those criticisms of it, but I kept going back to it. Like, it's it's a very fun album to listen to, and like the vocals are again one note to a degree, but so like immediate and like punchy. they just make it very fun to listen to and very easy to, you know, vibe with. Yeah. I, uh, I, so I sort of mentioned this. I don't know whether or not I mentioned it in the actual pod itself. Um, but I first heard this, uh, with Devil Inside Me and 
I sort of I really liked the sort of swagger nature of it and then the rest yeah. of the album I heard that and and I'm not like the biggest like hardcore fan so it was quite nice to have something that sounded that same sort of edge and that same like bitey uh raw aggressive feel but not quite be on that same level as like yeah. a sort of uh like a higher power or or a code orange yeah. like something that isn't quite at that same hardcore level but it is nearly there and some of the songs yeah. in it like it i would say that though. fangs i think is the closest yes. to hardcore you get in 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 this album um but yeah, for like a, a straight fans, yeah for maybe a straight up, that. maybe actually yeah i think it did sound quite gallows-esque um it yes. wouldn't surprise me actually if if that was a song that Frank had written while he was in Gallows and brought over. Cause I think the, the mm. time periods of like, or the timeline, I think of when he left Gallows to start this weren't too far away. I think yeah, that he wasn't I'd, I'd long out it. of Gallows. So yeah, yeah, um, I think it fit the Gallows era, but it's it is funny that you mentioned actually about going back and listening to end of suffering because i do the i do that same move every time if i listen to one then i go and listen to the other because they are completely different like this one you can tell that it's a debut album it's not quite there production wise it's not quite there in terms of songwriting but it's got those feels whereas in end of suffering it's it's a lot more production. It's it feels more like an album. Yeah, there's a lot more different kind of sounds there that yeah. diversify quite a lot. I would say I think I do miss that. You know, kind of like raw, like scream. Yeah, those vocals. Listening to an end, like end of suffering, I I do miss that because they're not really as present on the album. No, they're not. I I think. You know, the vibe that it's kind of going for, uh, you know, the songs that are on there, it wouldn't really suit any of them, but it'd be nice to have a few more kind of barn burners in there, which, mm. you know, this album has in spades. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's one of... So I have listened to all three of Frank Carter's uh, albums so far to date, and I actually own all three of them on vinyl, which is the only band that I could say that I actually do have that um mostly because i can't find vinyls for cheap enough for most of the other bands that i listen to but <laughs> frank carter is, is they're also the only band that i've ever actually pre-ordered an, um, a vinyl record for so Ooh, uh, yeah uh, it's actually i've got an assigned end of suffering somewhere in my oh, wow. flat, which is nice it's signed by all the members yeah. of the band but um yeah would you recommend this album uh i think i would yeah i think anyone i think anyone should listen to it and it's you know it does have a certain kind of aggressive like swagger and you know um i think it's really interesting to listen to this and then listen to you know maybe end of suffering Mm. um and see kind of how far they've come in terms of the songwriting and the production and the you know the different instrumentation and stuff um i think this is a this is a great debut album and now we can stop sort of rimming each other's favorite favorite (laughs) albums (laughs) because 
this is gonna i feel like what is gonna happen is you're gonna lose respect for me but we come on now to the the third album that we wanted to discuss action bronson's only for dolphins it released um on the 25th of september 2020 um courtesy of loma vista recordings distributed by concord (laughs) what were your thoughts of only for dolphins sam um going into this i was quite excited um i'd i think a lot of um action bronson albums have hit a similar kind of um i don't know i came away from a lot of them feeling like you know there were a few great songs and they were just kind of dragged through the mud a bit by the rest of the album. And I feel like that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> like, I came into this loving the the singles from it, which were, I think, Latin Grammys and Goldeneye. Um, and I still really like those songs. They're really fun. I think, you know, they're, ex- they're a, an Action Bronson song all over. Like, kind of kooky instrumentals but very smooth funny bars um they're great and i think bar those two and mongolia Mm. uh kind of midway through the album which i think is a great song um bar that i thought everything else was really not memorable at all there was nothing to stick out bar those three tracks for me yeah, there you know there wasn't anything, there weren't any particularly you know exciting instrumentals in the rest of it, um, or at least nothing that you know was as well done as those couple of tracks that I did like. Um, you know, obviously there is a kind of similar vibe for the whole thing, like Latin instrumentals, kind of you know um, Caribbean kind of reggaeton dancehall things on some tracks yeah um yeah i was i was disappointed by this but you know the i'd listened to those couple of songs you know over and over um but it took me a while to get through this album because i'd listen and the first song the first couple of songs i wasn't great on latin grammys was great golden eye i think was great and then I'd have to like get to Mongolia, which is probably my favorite song on the record, and I absolutely adore. And then I'd know that the the, the latter half of the album was just a slog. I, I'm I'm disappointed more so because I thought, oh, this will be quite juicy. I reckon Sam will have quite liked this album, and me not liking it really at all will be like a good a good conversation piece but literally everything that you've said right now strikes a strikes a chord with me except i i didn't even save so the way that i sort of go through like albums is i'll listen to them like five times and over the course of those five listens i'll save whichever songs like hit first so like the first listen if a song hits immediately i'll save it and then like any songs that are growers i'll save as well 
I yeah. I literally have one song saved, and it is because of the sample on it, and that is it. Is it Mongolia? It's not Mongolia. It was oh. it was actually C twelve H sixteen N two. Whatever oh. that means, yeah. right? That I I really liked some of Action Bronson's other work, and I was also excited to yeah. listen to this. But I'd not heard any of the singles coming into it, so I, I went into it like completely blind. And I just, the thing that annoyed me more is that I thought that every song was actually like a very good vibe for the, for the, for the sampling. I thought that every beat was very good. I didn't like Action Bronson's delivery or his lyrics on really any of the tracks. I thought, I, I think, I think that might just because. I think a lot of, you know, pretty much everything that Tom Bronson's done in terms of his lyrics and his delivery has that kind of vibe. It's just that his lyrics aren't strong on this album. And just, oh. There isn't enough in, you know, what he's doing vocally to to make songs stand out. I, I just, like, I, I, I wanted to come in prepared and I've sort of highlighted a little section from um Ooh. cliffhanger which is one of the later songs on the record or on the record yeah the last couple of songs and, are uh, the, tough the, to get through the line that i i really fucking hated was she was locked in watching vampire in brooklyn eddie murphy with the long hair well i prefer trading <laughs> places shit i might have landed a role on the new matrix cop the blue spaceship <laughs> uh just like and further on in the song, there was, you know, the kid, one hand hang off the cliff, like I'm sliced alone. I'd rather die alone than live around you motherfucking cowards. And then it's true a bunch of times. Like, to me, I just, that isn't good. It's not good lyrics. It, yeah, it, it no. made me cringe I think- and I, I, I heard it and it stuck out like a sore thumb and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It, I think when he when he really does it well, he can be one of the like funniest, most original rappers. Oh, you know, yeah, who's making music at the minute. But that is so. Those kind of songs are so few and far between nowadays. Mm. Which is a real um, shame, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a little bit of a score on it. Oh, I've. This was like a three at best out of ten to me. I'd I, give it. I think I'd give it a four. Okay, I I wouldn't recommend it regardless. Um, I I will continue to listen to Mongolia a lot. I think it's G rate. I don't really like Holograms verse on it. I haven't really heard anything that Holograms done before. Mm. Mayhem Mullen had a great verse, um, but yeah, the instrumental I think slaps. Uh, but yeah, I, w- I would not recommend this album. Have you thought about what album you would like me to listen to in time for next week's episode? Well, Tom, I have some options for you. Oh. I can either pick, you know, specifically an album that I would want you to listen to, or I do have a Spotify playlist that I'm using or I thought I'd use as a kind of wheel of fortune. Uh, Okay. So, I had an idea. I can either 
go straight to the spin that wheel or I can suggest you an album and you can I can describe it very briefly to you and you can either keep it or you can have me spin the wheel but you only get one spin I think I want to hear I want to see you spin the wheel and I want to know what album comes out and while you spin the wheel I'm going to I'm going to give you my album and it's one oh, that sick. you already do wait are we doing this as as an album that we already do now or um, or do you want me to pick one that, like one that I as in like so if I pick one you won't have heard it yeah or are we um, doing it like I think so. Okay. I think if one of us is very familiar with the album, I think that'd um, ruin it a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Okay, so uh, I was gonna recommend—well, not recommend—but I was gonna say Malibu by Anderson Pack. But then, based off of that, it's it's one that you are already very familiar with. But I can pick another uh, one, and I think I know which I'd one. I'd say it'd yes, be. pick another one. Okay. How familiar are you with Sleep On It? Uh, I'm not familiar with them at all. Okay. Um, they released an album, was it last year or two years ago? Uh, last year called Pride and Disaster. Um, that is your album of the week ah. to listen to. So Sleep On It, Pride and Disaster. Okay, I'm gonna... I'll, I'll send it to you anyway. On the old facey B. Okay, I'm gonna just. Always. Oh, this is my the wheel DKMJ of wheel of suggestions. Um, as you can see, it is represented fairly strongly by Cancer Bat. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite band. Um, is it like one so yeah. song per thing, or is it one album? No, the... I've just put whole albums on here. Oh just my god, it was easier. Um, so, I mean, currently it's sitting at. <laughs> 1200 songs <laughs> Jesus Christ okay um, so I think I could either just pick you on straight up or we spin the wheel and I was thinking I wouldn't like it if I just like shuffled it straight away so I think if I shuffle it and then you tell me how many skips I do okay alright so I think okay. if you, I think if, oh wait, yeah, it's already on. What am I listening to right now? I'm listening to Cosmic Shame. Nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, okay. Give me, How give me skips? four skips. Okay. One. And then, oh, the Charlie XCX album. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four. Ooh! What okay. album is it, Sam? Uh, that is Face Your Fear by Curtis Harding. Fantastic. I will give that a listen. Now, not only do we have these two albums, but of course we have to pick a new one. Have you got one in mind, or would you Well, like- I thought seen as I picked the last one. You should pick this one. Okay. Wait, are we doing like one apiece then? Uh, maybe. I think we can see how it goes. Okay, that's fine. Um, ooh, this puts me a little bit on the spot because um, I don't 
now. <laughs> um, let's if I go to new releases on my Spotify. See, I've gone onto Wikipedia and I've looked at which bands <laughs> have released albums. Ooh, I have an interesting one for you. What is it? Potentially interesting. Um, how would you feel about slapping the new ACDC album in the year of our Lord 2020 on there? Well, that's what I was sort of looking at. Um, so <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna do like a little rundown of all of the uh, all of the new albums that have come out today. Oh wow! For all of our listeners that maybe. Uh, so inclined. So we have two chains. So help me God. ACDC's Power Up. AC uh, sorry, Aesop Rock with Spirit World Field Guide. Uh, Andrea Bocelli with Believe. <laughs> uh, Benet with Hey You X. Uh, Chris Stapleton with Starting Over. George Benson with Weekend in London, which is apparently jazz. Uh, Josh Teske and Ash Grunwald. Push the blues away. <laughs> uh, Katya with Vampire Fitness. Um, Paloma Faith, Inf- uh, Infinite Things. Paris Jackson, Wilted. Sophie Ellis Bexter, Songs from the Kitchen Disco. And Pentatonics, We Need a Little Christmas. <laughs> so, out of all of those, the only one that I would at all want to listen to is ACDC. But yeah. for the listeners, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, to date the podcast recording on November the thirteenth, those are your albums that have come out as of right now. Because I know that if I was listening to a music podcast, I'd want them to give me a little bit of a rundown on on which albums had come out. Because I'd I miss out on yeah. albums all the time. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited for this. I think the to tell you the truth that. Uh, Curtis Hardy on Face Your Fear. I've only listened to a couple of songs on it, but I do really love them, and I I wanted something of that kind of vibe on my list. Sounds good. Right, so, I mean, we both have to listen to it anyway, so... Yes. Remind me what my suggestion was? uh, Your suggestion, I've sent you a link to it on Facebook anyway, but for the listeners, it's Sleep On It, Pride and Disaster, by Chicago pop-punk band... They're also one of my favourite bands that I've ever seen live as well. Um, I'd oh. recommend going and listening to all of their stuff, but that is the album of next week. But okay, is there, has their homework. is there any further further points you'd like to make? I cannot believe that on our last podcast we didn't discuss new system of a down. That was a, yes, that is true. I, to be fair, didn't it only come out? I think it came out maybe a day or two prior. Ah, so, yeah, System of a Down have released their first songs in 15 years, uh, Protect the Land and Genocidal Humanoids. I'm I'm a bigger fan of Protect the Land. Really? I am. I really like Protect the Land. I quite like their darker, deeper cuts with, with more melody, but less chaos i do like the chaotic songs but i think those that's ones what drew ones... me to genocidal humans what because uh, of the chaos 
Well, yeah, I think just, you know, Protect the Land is a, is a, a very, I think it's a really good song. Mm. It, there's not, it's a very kind of mid-tempo energy, but, you know, uh, good choruses, good melodies. Uh, I like it, but the, God, the, the little kind of, you know, thrash, mm. black metal, almost like blast beats on genocidal humans, like threw me for a loop. Like when I first listened to them, I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this is system of a down. Um, and yeah, it's just something really different from them or at least far more different than I thought I would hear with a project like that. Yeah. I, I, I but yeah, I really, I really like the, the single. I'm wondering whether or not they're going to turn it into an actual full length thing. Cause they put out a, uh, a statement, didn't they? And it was, yeah, it was sort of like a, we wanted to come back and make these songs because of the political climate. But then it was, is it is it them coming back like properly or is it them just not taking the piss but almost sort of I mean I think I don't think this will lead to a full album I think just the the reason they're releasing it I don't think it's the the right kind of you know I don't think that's a good reason for them to make an album like, no. obviously, it's a very noble cause, and, you know, uh, for those that don't know, uh, it's kind of raising money for the Armenia Fund uh, uh-huh. as a result of kind of a conflict between Armenia and uh, Azerbaijan, uh, who are kind of backed by Turkey over a region called Arksak, I think, that has... Uh, quite a large population of kind of ethnic Armenian peoples. And I think, you know, doing this to kind of support that cause doesn't really, I don't see it leading to them, you know, releasing a, an album's worth of material. And I don't think that's the situation that they should release new material under, no. or at least a new album. I think them releasing these songs is great. And I think, you know, it brings a lot of publicity to a cause that needs it but uh yeah if if they're gonna uh, have a a new kind of you know full length project i think it should be separate to this mm. no i agree um it was a good point that you did make about them uh well about us basically needing to talk about it because we are a music podcast basically designed around <laughs> being rock nerds stuck in the past a little well, bit. It's a, it's a music podcast designed around listening to exactly what we want to listen to. <laughs> we don't go outside the box at all. However, <laughs> if you would like to tweet us your album recommendations that you have heard, we may potentially start to fit in one extra album a week Ooh. of a oh, viewer like recommendation. Or a How many viewers do you think a rec- <laughs> A, re- a listener recommendation so if you've got an album tweet us at the stiff upper lip podcast uh twitter account until i make a pod a twitter account for this fucking side project 
but yes we welcome your recommendations for for potential new upcoming releases um that may potentially end up getting listened to by us two uh deftones have got a new album coming out on the december 11th which uh, have they apparently so um young blood as far as that as far as I was aware, they had a new album out. See, it says December 11th for Black Stallion. Oh, the the reissue, the, okay, the reissue of White Pony and some B-sides and stuff. Oh, it might be that, yeah. Yeah, it's that. They uh, did just, they did have a new album come out recently called Owns, which I have heard good things about, but. Okay. Um, there's also Youngblood with Weird. Uh, on December fourth, I've never really listened to much Young Blood, but after Obey by Bring Me the Horizon, I'm I'm a little bit intrigued. Yeah, I think I think that might have to make it onto our list. I think it might do. Um, there's also a new Hollywood Undead on the same day called New Empire Volume <laughs> Two. Um, Grandson, who's a who's an artist that I very much like. Uh, it's again sort of like distorted rap and stuff. It's it's good. Um, I will die on the hill that there will never be a Hollywood Undead song discussed on this podcast. Okay, well, we'll leave off Hollywood Undead, but Grandson potentially could <laughs> could end up in that discussion. Um, sure. And there is also Smashing Pumpkins have got a, a new album coming out on, Dece- on November 27th. Um, I've not been enthused about their latest stuff. Or not their latest stuff, their more recent stuff. Um I've only really very briefly dipped my toe into their, you know, more classic albums. Yeah. Um, but, you know, anything could happen. Anything could happen, um, and nothing tells that more likely than uh, Steps have also got a new album coming out. Steps? Steps. Like B-Steps? Steps. They've got an album coming out on November 27th called What the Future Holds. Might give that a spin. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's going to be our new album on November 27th, because I'm sure as shit probably won't be listening to Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> okay. Right. I have to dip. That is more than fine. And uh, for all of you that have tuned in so far, uh, keep, your, keep your ears peeled. We will be back with more Dropkick Me Jesus. But thank you, everyone, that has been <laughs> listening. Um, it's been an honour and a pleasure. Tom, sign us off. I don't like... Uh, Billy Corgan as a person this podcast disavows Billy Corgan there you go we are we are taking a stand against all that is Billy Corgan <laughs> finally someone <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what the universe has been really crying out for someone to rise up against Billy Corgan <laughs> <laughs> oh, see you later Sam and see you later everybody later, else as well bye everyone Bye.